So here's the question. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income? without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Hello and welcome back to the Independent Adjuster Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. I'm your host and your guide, Chris Stanley. And today we're going to be interviewing Miguel Garcia. He is a bilingual specialist in the IA world. Meaning, he doesn't just do specialty vehicles, although he does do that. He doesn't just do heavy equipment vehicles. He doesn't... um, just speak Spanish and English. He is truly a specialist in the way he approaches his business building. And I think you're going to hear the way he approaches business is more from the mental aspect on the psychological aspect. And so I've dubbed him the mind man because he thinks about everything with his mind way deeper than I ever have. And some of the things you're going to hear may challenge you in the way that you should approach your business, the way he approaches talking with an insured, the way he approaches talking with people he works with. It challenged me, and it challenged me to change the way I was doing things. So as you feel that, if you feel challenged, take that and run with it because it's going to make you better. So Miguel Garcia, his company is Garcia Mobile Collision Estimates, and he's out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Man, those ARRs are just getting me. Uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and he is truly our mind man. So as you listen, listen to his tips, advice, and experience to help you on your path. But as you hear um, for Miguel, it just didn't happen overnight. So make sure you start trying and stretching yourself to apply some of the things he's saying because over the long run, it's going to make you better. Today's episode is brought to you by autoforms.co. That's autoforms.co. Are you still filling out total loss forms manually? You can save 15 minutes by filling out your CCC, AutoSource, and Mitchell total loss form instantly with autoforms.co. Autoforms.co takes your estimate and completes a total loss form for you in seconds. For being a podcast listener, you can save 25% off your monthly plan by using the coupon code PODCAST at sign up. Get a free trial at autoforms.co. All right, now it's time to call and to talk with Miguel Garcia. Hey, Miguel, thank you so much for being on the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here today to share with us. Thank you, sir. Welcome. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Man, you know, we've known each other now for, or we're coming up on, you know, eight, ten months, and and 
you know, I know you, but somebody who's listening, even if they know you some other way, they might not even realize it's you. So if somebody's listening right now, we're about to share your story, but why in the world would another IA or a future IA care to listen to what Miguel Garcia has to say? What I can say, Chris, is that I woke, in, woke something inside of me woke up and told me that I had much more potential than working a nine to five corporate work job 10 to 12 hours a day was not going to be for me, but my potential and my ability and my skills could be used at a higher rate being on my own and being happy with myself. It's more satisfying to do your own thing as an IA. You get to meet so many people, you travel all over the place and it's a satisfaction to help others get back on track with the claims. That's, that's pretty much it. That's awesome, man. I love that. I love it. You awoke a potential in you. And, you know, here, the IA Path and on the Independent Adjuster podcast, we kind of lean towards, because we're, we're sort of nerds it's at some level, all of us, I think. And so we love this imagining ourselves sometimes as a superhero. You know, you'll see it on my marketing. You know, you'll, you'll see this yeah. adjuster. He kind of looks like a superhero. So... For Miguel Garcia, you awoke in this potential, this this IA, who, in my opinion, every IA is a superhero. So what is the origin story, then, of Miguel Garcia? Where did this journey of becoming an IA start? When I was a child, my dad had a body shop, and I hated working there. So after uh, working other jobs, working for other companies, and I'll tell you, I always saw my dad work for himself. He never worked for anybody. He would go into partnerships with people, body shops, combined with mechanical shops. And I just hated to be the one working there. I thought I was always stuck there. And as years went by, uh, you know, as I grew up as an adult and working here and there, all of a sudden I just inside of me again, like I said, it, you know, I, I never lost that interest in cars. And I said, wow, you know, I, I really want to work with cars. So um, I started working at a body shop for exotic cars in, 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 uh, in Chicago where, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears and all the Chicago celebrities would take their Porsches, Mercedes. And I started out as a janitor there. And then one time a detailer didn't make it to work. And the, and the shop owner told me, you can do his job. And there was no really virtual train or no actual training for this. And uh, I just got in there and watching the other guy and, and polishing cars, doing wet sanding and buffing. So then that went away for a while. You know, I said, wow, you know, I can't believe, uh, you know, I really enjoyed that. So I started seeking other opportunities and vehicles. Well, um, once I got to uh, Oklahoma, um, I, I saw some ads for a body shop assistant to an estimators. So I said, I'm going to try that. So I worked in an office with a lady who had had uh, seven or uh, six assistants already. And the body shop owner told me, you know, I, I, I don't expect you to, to make it because this lady is really tough on people. So then what I did is I started reading a bunch of books on human behavior and, uh, you know, just body language. And in three months, Chris, I was doing her work, but not getting paid the same, of course. So I started um, uh, doing the body shop estimates uh, that would walk in. I was doing 20 to 35 estimates a day. 
And uh, nobody thought that that job was important, so they kind of dumped me on there. So what happened is that I thought to myself, you know, these guys are paying me to learn this. So I would see the other IAs come into the building. I didn't know if they were staff or independents, but I said, man, I'd love to have that freedom. I don't want to be here stuck 10 or 12 hours a day, 7 in the morning to 6, uh, you know, in the body shop. But so what I did, because I absorbed all the information from the body man, the painters, the detailers, the people walking in, the, the vehicle owners, uh, how upset they were about the accident. You know, a lot of, I, I, and with my body language um, uh, reading that I would do, I concluded that a lot of times some of these vehicle owners, they, they, they want something and they fuel it with their emotion, being mad and upset. And then that creates an obligation on the estimator or the appraiser. And I thought, no, I need to, I need to just make a sound judgment of what's going on and let whoever's going to take care of the claim or, or the, uh, the body shop and you know, let them all figure out what's going to be best. I'm just going to greet the customer, take the information in. And then if I don't know, I'll ask for advice. Well, as time went by, Chris, I was always doing estimates and estimates. And, um, a lot of people didn't think that my position was important because I really wasn't handling any claims. So then uh, they almost would laugh at me and say, oh, you know, he has to do estimates. That's not really a significant job. Well, when the owner of the company noticed that I was retaining 65% of my estimates, he made me the manager of the shop, of the body shop. And everybody was surprised. That's so amazing. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just like rewinding here. And I'm just trying to imagine a young Miguel Garcia. I just see you as this infiltrator. You come in wherever, just give me a shot. You know, and I say that all the time. You just got to get a shot and you got to make the most of that shot because in our industry, you never know when that one shot is going to take you to where. You have no idea. And that's what I've experienced. That's what it sounds like you've experienced. But you like infiltrated the shop and you came at it from, <clears throat> I, I love this, psychological tactics. It's beautiful. Yes. Like, it's amazing. It's a great story because, oh my gosh, like, you become you went from janitor to you didn't even really get to do detail. You go greet customers, kind of prep the estimate, get them ready, and then start writing some estimates anyways, and then boom, manager. Because you understood people. It, 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 this job is not about cars. It's about people. And you exactly. nailed it. You nailed it, man. I love that. Freaking amazing. As okay, man, that's just so cool. What a yeah. cool story. And I tell people, Chris, the only two things that you need to work in, in, the, in the IA business is you got to love people and you got to love cars. And after that, you got it made. Yeah. It, 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 the knowledge will come. But if you care about those two things, you can you can do this. It, it's really, that's, that's so beautiful. I love that picture you painted. So you kind of laid it out there for us, but I want you to really drill it down for me. So what do you feel is the number one characteristic of a successful IA? What has that been for you? I go by, by the number one thing that I have for anybody that I deal with, Chris, is that I have compassion for the person because their behavior may be based on not having all the information. And that in turn makes them behave sometimes in an aggressive, caustic and drive way, in a way that it's not pleasant. But I have to have, first of all, compassion that they don't understand what's going on. And that's making them behave in a certain way. And what I learned from people is that 
I don't have, I learn not to be that way about things. I just listen to them and I tell them, I will uh, get all your information gathered and I'll send it in. And that's it. No matter how upset they are, how pleasant they are. Some are very nice. Some are very hard because, you know, they, they're, they're emotional. And the number one thing is having compassion for people. That's awesome. I love that. So then with that compassion, with people being involved, we know um, that, you know, my dad's a pastor and he used to always say, this world would be perfect. God made this world to be perfect if it wasn't for people, right? It, this world's perfect if it wasn't for us, the people. We make it so hard. So what has been the greatest challenge for you then as an IA? The greatest challenge for me has been um, – well, do you mean like in a physical way or a mental way or whatever that's been for you, whatever those challenges are, what, what has, what's been that thing that you're like, man, I've got to get over this. I got to get past this or man, that really slowed me down. What's it been? Um, the biggest, um, setback that I have, I don't know if I can put them on one and a two is one is having incorrect information on a file for contact information. That's always been a pet peeve of me. Whoever intakes the information has outdated information and an uncooperative vehicle owner that does not want to be um, bothered or, you know, uh, I just want to see the vehicle. That's it. You know, those are the two things that, that I think have been my biggest setbacks. Incorrect information on a file and a person that doesn't, doesn't seem to be very cooperative getting the inspection done. Isn't that amazing how your superpower being this psychological warfare and this compassion, right? These are, these are the things that, that make you successful. And then the, your, your same kryptonite is, is you flip it around. It's, it's people, you know, incorrect information because the people have outdated information and the, or they didn't care to put it in right. And then the owner not being cooperative. It's amazing how when you really hear it from a different vantage point, it becomes crystal clear what it is we do in dealing with people. And I think that's just so powerful because it comes from both sides of you. Your frustrations and your successes are based on people. And Correct. That's really, really powerful to me. And, and I really, I think a lot of people can, can take away from that. So, and I'm guessing, you know, flipping this, my next question kind of just keeps going right along these lines. But I'm guessing your most rewarding part of this job, what what I, I I got an idea of what it is, but what has been the most rewarding thing for you? The most rewarding thing personal to me is the thank you from the vehicle owner. A text, mainly text, people communicate that way. I get texts from people thanking me for helping them. Whether they're a claimant or a vehicle owner, um, I don't get them 100% all the time. But, for example, when I finish submitting a file, I'll text the owner. and says, I finished your paperwork. Please give the insurance company a couple of days to get your stuff handled. I'm just giving you a courtesy notification that I've already submitted. You know, I don't, I don't have to tell them that it's paperwork. And I've just been submitted your, pap- your you know, specific forms. I don't, you know... I just submitted your information and then just please give them a couple of days. When I first met him, I told him that it would take me take five business days, you know, to get back to them. So they're, you know, kind of frowning on that. Any day is too much. 
But then when I when I communicate with the vehicle owners, they say, thank you very much for helping me uh, making this easy. You know, and then I tell them it takes two people to make this easy. Thanks for being available and cooperative. And, you know, hopefully everything will get resolved. That, that's the most satisfying thing for me. That's awesome. That's when you know you get a job well done right there. That That is yeah. That's great. So now that you're how many years into this are you? Eight years. Eight years into this. So now that you are eight years into this, you've done a lot of things. You know, you, is that in, in being an IA or is that eight years since the shop? Um, eight, eight years being an IA. And uh, if I may say this, Chris, um, I want I want people to know that you don't always have to work as an IA with your skills that you have as an IA. There's a lot of people out there that need inspections done. They may not be an appraisal company. They may not be an insurance company. We should not limit ourselves only to a certain kind of industry or field or entities. There are so many people out there that need an inspection done on a vehicle for X, Y, Z reason. And our potential is so huge, but since Sometimes we just think that it's only in one particular industry. No, there's people calling me from all over the place wanting inspections on classic cars, take photos, a motorcycle, and they will compensate you for that. That's awesome. So how many years has it been since you were that janitor in the body shop? Um, I think it's been about... 15 years, 15 to 20 years. So you've been on this journey for 15 years in the automotive arena. I mean, it started way before that with your father in the shop, right? But since you were kind of standing on your own two feet, setting aside. So if you could go back to yourself in that moment, that janitor, before he walked in for the first time, what would you go back and now tell him about this journey and about becoming an IA or about just the journey in the industry as as a whole, what would you go back and tell him so he could skip some of the hurdles you faced? You mean the the guy where I was the janitor at the shop? Yeah. What would you go back and tell yourself when you were a janitor, if you could travel back in time and tell yourself? I would say take every opportunity that you can to learn what you're being put to do without having um, a, a, a personal without taking anything personal and just absorb the information because you're going to be able to use it in the future. Amazing. You can just drop the mic and walk away. Anyone who's listening, you who's listening, take that in because you are that person potentially, or whether you're, you're me or Miguel, when we hear somebody say something so true as what Miguel just stated, that's something we should take in and we should start applying immediately in what we do. So, Miguel, man, that's like you're showing why you don't, you're not just an IA. You're showing why people know your name. You're showing why on LinkedIn you show up because, you know, you care about people and you present that. You don't just present, I look at cars. You talk about the people and you're also bilingual, right? Correct. Bilingual. I'm an interpreter. And an and, and interpreter and a translator, Chris. I just want to tell everybody that a person, an interpreter, does voice-to-voice interpretation. A translator reads documents and, and 
uh, uh, clears up the language that has been written. And a lot of people use the word in, uh, translator for, you know, voice to voice. It's a common word, but I just want to help people yeah. interpreter its voice. A translator does documents. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So can you give us a line like, I don't know, welcome to the IA path or something in Spanish, or can I come look at your vehicle? Give us a, give us a sentence here that we can hear your Spanish. Okay, here we go. Buenas tardes, me llamo Miguel y la aseguranza me mandó a que viera su carro. Está disponible hoy, dígame cuándo y lo hacemos trabajar. What did you just say to us? I said, hello, this is Miguel from the insurance company. Um, they asked me to look at your vehicle. Would you be available to, for me to look at it or what works for you and I'll make it work? Amazing. So, Miguel, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, if anyone wants to just thank you uh, for being on this show, for sharing your story, for getting real with us, or if they want to reach out to you for work, if they're from a company or maybe they need help with coverage, what kind of area do you cover and what's the best way for them to reach out to you? The best way that they can call me is uh, reach me is on my cell number. Do you want me to give you the cell number? It's up to you. If you want to give it out, yeah, put it there. I'll put it in the show notes yeah. if you want to give it. Yes, it's 918-500-6239, and that number is exclusively for my claims processing, Chris. Okay. And the, my coverage area is to wherever I get paid miles to. <laughs> I love it. But where are you based out of? That's awesome. Oh, out of uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, which is the mainly Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'll travel anywhere. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Miguel... Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for an, an amazing story, an amazing journey that you just took us on. Man, just don't stop walking your path because you are walking your very distinct, amazing, independent adjuster path. And that's what the Independent Adjuster podcast exists for, is to help share those stories and to help other people who are about to embark on their own journey or maybe a little bit behind you. And man, just thank you for being here today. Yes, sir. Thank you for this opportunity, Chris. And um, uh, it's been great. And, and I enjoy being friends with you. I know there's a lot of knowledge with you and you encourage me too with everything that you do, sir. All right, man. Thank you so much. Okay. Take the next steps on your path to becoming an IA. Visit iapath.com slash steps to get your free guide with the first five steps to becoming an independent adjuster. Visit iPath.com slash steps.